Can I give you a, a good piece of advice for next time? Yes. Book a hotel on the third floor. That way, you, on the way out, you can just push her down the flight of stairs. See, the fucked up part, we was on the third floor. But you know, opportunity. I did. I, I didn't. I didn't know she was pregnant until <laughs> I didn't know she was pregnant until. That's why you don't take the chance. I didn't. I did. I did. We, we, I we, bought the we plan call, B. We call that plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G as she goes down. Hey guys, welcome to Unloading Meat, episode seven. Seven, we are already up to episode seven. Um, guys, thank you so much for clicking on this video. And if you are already following us, I really appreciate it. All support. If you're not, be sure to click that bell. Be sure to subscribe, like, do everything you can to help out the channel, help out Tulsa Comedy. Um, on today's show, we have the excellent Juju Rashad. This dude is hilarious, originally from Memphis, and... Uh, you know, I got to know a little bit about him, and the guy's been super supportive of me every time I've gone out to a Tulsa Comedy Club, and uh, it was nice to really just get to know him a lot more. So guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's chat on an unloading meet with Juju Rashad. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by someone like Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet. Man, I really wish I had a new wallet, Stefano. Mine's falling apart over here. It's like held together by dreams and duct tape. And it's it's pretty empty as it is. Um, man, if I had a company like Ridge sponsoring this show, guys, you wouldn't have to hear these horrible, horrible fake ads. So if you want to make that happen, reach out to your comp favorite company like Ridge and uh, tell them to sponsor the show, Unloading Meat. Anyway, back to the show. All right, guys. My next guest on the podcast, Unloading Meat, is the very funny, very hilarious Juju Rashad. What's up, Juju? Hey, what's going on, Jared? How you doing? How you doing on the Unload of Meat podcast? How y'all doing, Unload Meat fans? Doing good, man. How are man, you? I'm doing good, man. Just all bread, no water, just meat. <laughs> this, this, this is what we're here for, Unload Meat. Man, man I'm doing good. Uh, just got off a hot show last night, uh, the Raw and Uncut 5 show. Uh, Congrats. Host, man, hosted by Hugo Willie. Uh, but I do want to say fuck the DJ. <laughs> I don't know who the hell that DJ was. He he needs to retire. This this man didn't bring nobody up to what song they want to come up to. It was just like it was just a bad night for him. Like oh my god. Like I couldn't even do the jokes I wanted because just like okay DJ you didn't even play my music I wanted. I was I want to dance real quick. So the last night in. you're saying the DJ didn't save your life. No, he didn't save my life. He didn't save shit. He didn't save. He couldn't even save his own life. Them shiny ass <laughs> shoes he had on. That man looked like he was ready for Easter Sunday. Like, <laughs> Those diamond in the back shoes with the gangster lean. Like, oh, your shoes and your head can't be shining. Pick one. <laughs> Already bought this shit, sir. <laughs> so, man, how long have you been in stand-up? Oh, man, stand-up. I've been doing stand-up now. It's been about two years. I don't want to say either five or six months. Two years in between five and six months. So okay. I'm, go I'm almost into my third year now. Uh, I started August 18th of 2020 in the pandemic. So, you know, smack middle of a pandemic. I got bored of being in the house, and I was just like, I'm going to do some stand-up comedy. Yeah. 
because uh, I did start in Memphis. Uh, I'm from Memphis, oh, born wow, and okay. raised. Yeah, uh, I just moved down here in June, actually. So sitting there, just bored at the house, just like, I want to do some stand comedy. Took my ass to the club. And I actually, I thought I did bad, but apparently uh, my old, my mentor at the time, uh, Latoya Tanil, uh, we'll discuss her later on. Because <laughs> uh, I got some personal shit I do want to talk about. Okay. But um, my we mentor. get it all out on them, little man. Man, that's why I say unload me. Oh, yeah, I feel like all this shit out. This is my first podcast, too. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast man. world, my friend. Like, I, I, I do, like this is a chance for me to tell my story. So it's just like, without without the laugh. So it's just like, people actually just sit down and get to know who Juju Rashad is. Dude, that's what I want. Um, Everybody that ever comes on this show, and by the time this comes out, you're going to be like the seventh or eighth guest on here. Mm-hmm. Which, thank you again for coming on. Man, really, no really, no it means a lot. Man, I appreciate the opportunity, bro. For Dude, real. I love it. Um. It's just one of those things where everybody always asks, what's the theme of the show? Like, do I, are we going to talk about movies? Are we going to talk about wrestling? Are we going to talk about stand-up? I'm like, man, you come on. We'll smoke. We'll have a drink or something. And then we'll just discuss wherever the, t- the discussion goes. This is a chance for us just to discuss Tulsa comedy. Hell yeah. Th- thank you, indulge, sir. He rolled indulge. it himself. 420 friendly. I, I rolled everything myself. I don't, I don't believe in rollers. Mm-mm. I, I've been hand rolling. I ain't gonna say how old I've been smoking, but you know, I've been hand rolling for sixteen years. I'm twenty six, so you can do the math. So I've been hand rolling for that damn long. Started with raps and just started growing from there. Raps to swishers to duchess to backwoods. I'm on a strict backwood diet, but right now I'm on a budget, so I gotta I gotta buy cheap ass raps again, <laughs> like it's two thousand ten. It's all right, man. Like I was saying, I just want this show to be whatever. That guest wants it to be that day. Mm. I want to have a discussion, and I just want to show anybody that is going, that anybody that has the balls, or the female equivalent, the clits, what the what uh, the, the the ovaries, the ovaries. The, I don't know. I'm bi, so I mean that means I only know half about a vagina. The uterus, or the uterus, <laughs> the uterus, the uterus. I say the yeah. uterus because the uterus got to be pretty. The strong. female testes. Okay, I'm just saying anybody that has that that gets up on a stage in Tulsa. Any oddities, entertainer, stand-up, I want them on the show. I want them to be on here, and I want them to showcase their special talents, their best special skills, and people to get to know them. Because, dude, Tulsa Nightlife changed my life. Uh, me and Roscoe talked about it uh, when I went out to the colony that night. And that, it that changed my cool. life. I met so many people, burlesque, entertainers, uh, band. And that was just like they one mic, and it was yeah. just like... And it's like, I appreciate the nightlife here because in Memphis, it's not like that. That was the first night I met you, Lynn Kay, Roscoe, and it changed my life because it also changed the the whole theme of the show. Because before, it was going to be just me and Stefano doing a podcast by ourselves, Mm -hmm. and I it it just wasn't working. I was trying. It just wasn't working. And I was like, I mean, I need to do something. And then that night, meeting everybody out there was like, dude, there's so much talent here in Tulsa. And this is just untapped. Like there's, there's there's so much creativity here, and everybody was so nice. Uh, and I tell this story over and over on this podcast. It's a broken record at this point, probably. But like Roscoe really took me under his wing and like put his arm around me. He was like introduced me to everybody. Was like, hey, here's Jared. Very funny. He was did stand up tonight with us. He didn't that, have to do that, but he that's did. How Roscoe did me when I uh, when I first popped yeah. up on the scene here. It was just like he was first. He was the first person I met, and it was just like, hey, everybody's juju. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, and I just start running. Yeah. So, um, this, so I, I do appreciate Roscoe for giving everybody that little push that's needed to keep to like just keep agreed. going. Um, by the time this comes out, it'll already have happened. But as of this recording last night, I don't know if you saw my my Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Uh, I'm officially booked for the the showcase. He booked me, hey, so I got my first paid gig as a stand up. So Roscoe gave me that shot, and uh, shout out to Roscoe means a lot, dude. Thank you very much. Hey, congratulations, goddamn ladies. So yeah, I, first I'm paid proud. gig. It'll be hey. it'll be on the 25th. That- of uh, this month or this month, Feb- okay. February. By the time this comes out, it'll be already passed. But yeah, okay. So okay, so I'm definitely gonna have to tap in for that show. Yeah, I've definitely got to be there. Yeah, 25th. Like, it'll it'll yeah. be crazy. I, I love it. I love off it. air. I'll probably I, I've already recorded myself my bet my set. Mm-hmm. Um, I might show you off air just see what your thoughts are. That's cool. I'm de- I'm de- I can definitely tap in with you real quick. I love workshop on comics. That's my favorite fucking thing in the world. Yes. I, that's what I love of this. Because uh, that's what unloading me also is, is like, you guys get to see me grow. Because like, I have no ego about this. I'm a brand new fucking comedian in the area. I've only done a handful of sets, but I want to showcase talent, and I also want to learn from everybody. Like, I'm one of those guys that like wants to stay at the end of the show, watch every single set, watch mm-hmm. timing, delivery, how loud you are on the mic, crowd work. I want to study everybody. I want to learn from this thing, because it's a fucking art. Yes. Yes, it is. And the thing about uh, and the thing about comedy with me is, is a lot of people gave me advice to like read different comedy books, like the Comedy Bible, uh, go to the comedy uh, store, you know, check out what they got. And it was just like, I, I was never just like, I don't want to read this shit. Yeah, I don't want to read shit. I got, I can experience. Like, yeah, tell me what the fuck I can do now as a new comic, and let me grow into this shit. Yeah. Because the book can only do so much for you. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of shit in the comedy game you have to experience for yourself. Yeah, because there's nothing like getting up on the actual stage and feeling it. There's nothing like stage time. There's nothing like actually being in front of a live crowd. I can record my set twenty times and rehear it and reiterate it, but until it's in front of even two people, it's it, it, completely it's, different. It's just it's just it's just there. It's yeah. just like it's just a book. It's just a joke, just waiting to be pushed out. And then even like, as I'm like, you know, in my short time, feeling the difference between like something like the Tulsa Comedy Club versus like the Cellar, mm-hmm. like the completely different vibe of that feel completely changes how my set went too. Like that is such a monumental change, and it's something that most people on the outside wouldn't even notice. Yeah, or even think of. Yeah. Cause last night, I want to say last night versus the Tulsa Comedy Club and versus the Deco Lounge, those are like three different vibes to yeah. me. Like Tulsa Comedy Club, I can go in, cool, I can rock it. Everybody here to laugh, I know what they're here for. Yeah, the Deco Lounge, it was a book comedy show. No, everybody know Michael Patton. No shout out to Michael Patton. Uh, he booked the show. Everybody really came to laugh and get drunk. Yeah, so you know, I can you know get away with a little bit more stuff there than versus the comedy club. Cause some things the comedy club they they they'll take under consideration with your set and you might end up getting kicked the fuck out. Yeah. So it was just like okay, cool. But if I take it to like another spot, like you know last night the Tulsa Alumni Bar, I didn't even do a set. I just went raw the fuck out. Like I just I just I didn't have a set. Yeah. Like I had a set, but the crowd was so fucking wild. It was just like I see what the fucking night this finna be. <laughs> And I just started going in on folks. I just started going in. It's like I, I couldn't hold it. It was just like, okay, I tried to do a sit. I went two minutes not doing a sit. I got five minutes left on stage. I'm finna roast y'all for these next five minutes. <laughs> That's how I was at the cellar last Sunday, man. I went down and, you know, it was just five minutes open mic. Man. And shout out to uh, JB and Preston for hosting that. Roscoe wasn't there, uh, but they, they did an awesome time hosting it. I'm so mad I couldn't get out there. I was like, shit. 
Uh, my first time out there at the cellar. I've never been there. I haven't been either. That's dude. That, it's a I'm, fucking dope. I feel like set. I'm the only comic that hasn't been there yet. Shout out to the cellar dweller. It is an amazing venue. The bartender was fucking dope. I think his name was Leon. Uh, really dope, cool dude. Mm. The prices are fair. On the uh, they had two dollar beers all night. Ooh. So like everybody oh, was having a good, just a good time. That is a sale. Yeah, it was two dollar IPAs wonderful. and two dollar uh, something else local. It was really good. Okay, it's beer. It has yeah. alcohol in it. I so like, alcoholic. it's a nice vibe. The whole bar is red light. Just the whole bar is completely red light. So you feel like you're about to get fucked in like a photo room or something like that. <laughs> but oh. it's a cool vibe. It's chill. It's intimate. Like the like from where the your mic is mm-hmm. to the crowd is basically this room, this size. Cellar dweller it makes sense yeah. now. It makes sense yes. now. It's a it's a speakeasy. Okay. It's you go down in a cellar down da- downstairs around a wrapping staircase, and you come down to this bar that's hidden. It's all in red light, and the comics sit on the right side in these booths, and then this, the rest of the people sit around in the bar area, and you're in the middle. And you talk to the left side, and you hear the last from the right. <laughs> now you talk to the left, hear the last from the right. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you play it. I mean, that's that's just how it is. Oh my god! But dude, it's it's a dope place. Uh, oh, excuse me. No problem, my friend. Well, my lungs kind of got full. <laughs> I need to drink some tea in a minute. That's it's all right. This episode of Unloading Meat is not brought to you by your favorite male enhancement, such as Blue Chew or whatever other names they have. I really don't know anything about the products. I don't. I obviously don't take them. Um, this guy over here, Stefano, does right. You take them. Which one do you take? You don't? What do you mean you don't? Obviously you t- You don't need... Wow. Um, I'm just... Sorry, guys. I'm, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm just really more impressed that he's, he actually got laid. Um, if you're tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now back to the show. So, uh, getting back to the comedy man, you said you've been you've been from, from Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Said you came this year. Uh, wow, what am I talking about? This, that weed is already hitting me pretty fucking good. Lost <laughs> oh, my trade of. I should have rolled two up. I should have rolled two up. Honestly, <laughs> it's, I got another. I got a pre roll here if we need to do it in a little that, bit. That, that's fine. That and then I got fine. my pen too. <laughs> I got mine too, right here on stage. It helps my anxiety, man. It's really for me, oh, especially it, it for does. shit. It really do. Like, shout out to weed. Shout out to weed, man. Weed, shout, out weed. To, shout out to weed. I don't know why everybody calls it devil's lettuce. First of all, weed is a plant. Yeah. If you mad at God for making a plant, you can kiss my black ass. <laughs> That's what you can do. And I'm gonna sit here and smoke my weed. Like, okay, so I knew I knew weed was good, but I knew I had an issue with it when I started going to church high. <laughs> Cause it got to the point where I smoked so much and it was just like, okay, if I start understanding life when I'm high. Let me go to church and see what the fuck I understand when I'm high. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Uh, they kicked me the fuck out. They kicked me I the imagine fuck out. they would. They kicked me all the way out. They they like and the fucked up part. They didn't even kick me out like it's in the regular kick out. They demoted me from shit because I went from you got demoted at I church. I got demoted in church. I went from how joint, the fuck does it work? Do you got demoted? I didn't know that was a qualification. I, so. I, while I was in school, like while I was do they in, drug test? Was it that? Was it Methodist, Baptist? <laughs> Which one do they drug test? It's at? a Baptist, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a Baptist. Uh, but think about it, like while I was in school, I was a junior deacon, so it was just like as I got older, the higher I got. So show me on the sting doll where you were touched. 
I wouldn't even touch. It was it was just like not even by an angel. No, oh. no, I was too high. They, 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 I, I smelled I smelled too much like weed. My, my, I had good cologne, but my cologne broke. But weed broke through. I had I was smoking gas. I was smoking Ooh. Zaza before it was Zaza. <laughs> I, I was 2010 high in 2015 for no oh. damn reason. You know, 2010 yeah. high hit there. The best you can get in Oklahoma is like that dirt weed from most of the time. <laughs> dude, I, but no, that was what? That was 2010? Yeah, oh, dirt was. weed. We didn't yeah. know any better, dude. That was what we had. Man. I'm a recent pot guy, dude. Like, I... So, like, I dabble with it through high school and stuff. Like, if it was there, it was, you know, if, hey, here's a joint you want to smoke. I'm like, sure, I'll try it. But I never did anything through college most, most of the time. It's mostly alcohol. Then, like... Later in life, as I got really in my big career of like cell phones and shit like that, the stress of that shit went fucking through the roof. And my young employees were like 10 years younger than me, and they're fucking doing acid on the weekends and shit. And they're like, why don't you do weed? I'm like, I don't know. I've never bought weed or anything. They're like, we make our own carts at the at our house. They fucking make their own fucking weed carts at the house. Before, I was say they make their own acid. I'm like, yeah, before they were even, before the, well, I had to cut the acid part out on fucking YouTube. <laughs> they were making their own weed carts and stuff. And these are my employees telling me this shit as their boss. And I'm like, how much do you charge? And then I like, <laughs> started getting them, and then like that was my introduction to actually smoking weed reg- regularly, oh, wow. and it just changed my fucking life. Oh, wow. Because, dude, I'm a fucking super depressive uh, on the antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and until I started really finding my right strains and shit, like, I'm a hardcore advocate now of, like, weed saved me. Like, it really just chills me out, mm-hmm. stops my fucking motor from just spinning out of control. It does, it does everybody like that. It's but, a great thing, man. Man, because, uh, yeah, I know sometimes I'll be, yeah. Uh, now, I will, say, I, <laughs> I I will say, weed, I'm not saying that there aren't negatives to weed as far as, and let me be, let me be honest, anything you can do overdo. Yes. Everything needs to be in moderation. Yes. That's all I want to say is, like, it's not a be-all, end-all and everything, and if you can always overdo it, and you just have to be careful and moderate yourself. Yes. Just like alcohol, anything, just moderate yourself, folks. You don't even have to quit it always. Just pace yourself, down. everybody. Take a drink of water every once in a while. Because I, before I moved down here, I went from, I'll say I was smoking maybe about five or six months a day. I'd get up in the morning, smoke two in the morning in the bathroom before I go to work, then go on break at work. That's one That's one, That's one. one blunt on break, if yeah. not two, on the 15-minute break. But, you know, your lunch break, blunt, then get home, So real talk again. Real talk. On that break and stuff, where is that blunt coming in at? Like, is it just to, to stop stress? Is it stop just to relax on a break? Like, what? What in that moment when you grab that blunt? So, what's it for? When I'm at work, it's honestly just to honestly stop stress and to stop me from cussing my manager the fuck out. Because nine times ten, I'm gonna be doing something on the job bullshit, and the manager gonna piss me off. Like, what hey, kind of job was it? Shit, I was at Macy's. Oh, really? I was at Macy's. I was at Walmart. Like, I was doing a couple jobs. <laughs> like, yeah. I understand. But it was, I was, it was I made was a, in Walmart. It was just like Walmart. Yeah, I worked at Walmart once as, as a overnight stalker. Uh, stalker, as in stalking, overnight. stalking uh, food and stuff on the shelves, not stalking women. That would that would come later in life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I only worked there for like three months, and the reason I only worked there three months, I actually walked out of that job one night. Is they put me in this the bleach department, stocking bleach every night, Ooh. and they had me with this. And I'm not trying to be rude or discrimination or anything like that, but he was he had a mental disability, and they said, "Hey, you're gonna work with." I'm not gonna say his name. He was like Brad. You're gonna work with Brad now on the bleach department for legal reasons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Brad took that as he was my boss. 
So he started just ordering me everywhere. And because he of his mental condition, they didn't want to upset him. They were just like, go with it. Yeah, I would have got fired that day. I'm sorry. So I'm stalking Bleach, fired. and he's like over there chatting with the customers and just like eating candy and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, Jerry, go do that. And I'm like, yes, brat. <laughs> and like, they were just wanting me to fucking go with it. He's not my boss. That could have been me. That, that could not have been me. And he just started it. doing that shit. And one night, I just got so fed up with it that like, I just walked out. I fucking walked out. I couldn't take it. I was about to punch that motherfucker. And I was like, I'm going to get arrested for hit, punching the disabled kid at Walmart. And I'm always going to be the bad guy in this situation. There's no fucking right way I'm the good guy in the situation. That's why I said I would call him retarded and just yeah. let, him, let him cry. The best part of that cry. story The best part of that story is uh, episode one of this show, I had my one of my good friends, AJ, on. And at that time, AJ worked overnight with me at Walmart. So uh, He knows Brad. He knows Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I walk out. And AJ was smoking, and uh, I told him what happened. I said, I'm fucking done. I'm walking out. I, I just got my car and took off. Well, apparently, Brad came out and goes, where did Derek go? And I'm going to so fucking canceled for saying that. And AJ just looked right back at him and just dead face just goes, I don't know where Derek went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I needed to meet AJ. He's, and he's and then about like a week later, AJ got fired. <laughs> I would I would have got fired just for that. I like look. Yep, it's worth it. It yeah. was so worth it. It was uh, so worth it. You shouldn't you shouldn't been an asshole. Yeah. I don't I don't I, like okay, so I was just like everybody was just telling me like just to go with it. I'm like, dude, I'm being treated like shit. Bro, that's why I was like, bro, like I don't give a fuck if you're handicapped or not. Yeah. Even handicapped people know respect. Yeah. If you don't respect me, I'm not gonna respect you. So in that case, Get your retarded ass away from me so I stop your ass more retarded than what you already is. Yeah. Fuck no Tim, no stock, no bleach. I'll like, make you drink this shit, boy. Stop playing. It's like that. <laughs> That's probably how he, how he got in that situation. Too much chlorine in that gene pool. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang pool got piss in it. <laughs> Not the sharpest knife in that oh. tool shed. Oh, that joke from Facebook. Yeah. It's going to say everybody's stealing jokes now. Yeah, everybody's stealing jokes. Yeah, then I'd have yell. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, if you remember, uh, you know Burt Kreischer? Yeah. His famous, like, the machine bit? Yeah. That was posted not by him, but on somebody. Somebody else stole it and put it on Facebook, and that was what went viral. So he has, like, them to thank for stealing his clip that actually went viral. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't even get any money from that Facebook views. It's like a billion views on Facebook. He ain't getting no Facebook money. <laughs> I'd be mad as shit. Someone, <laughs> someone gonna have to die if I if my but, shit. Goes but it helped viral, get everything else launched. So I mean, in bad. a way, it worked. So I mean, he's 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 reaping the benefit the benefits later. You know what I mean? Man, I, <laughs> I need that Facebook money. We we I'm broke. I, I'm struggling. I need yeah. fa- I need that Facebook. Oh, money. dude, aren't we all? Y- y'all, you see, see this, dude? I put everything in this. Y'all thing. follow this me. This has on, to work. <laughs> y'all follow me on Facebook and send me some stars. Okay. So I can send this man some stars. I don't think YouTube takes stars though. YouTube takes stars. I don't know, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Everybody got different types of currency now. I don't know how to spend my money now. Uh, <laughs> it's like went from five ninety nine for twenty stars. What I don't know. I'm sure you can stars? like donate something to me on Weed Maps or something. <laughs> I do that though. That's going to a good call. That's a good cause. I love Weed Maps is Weed Maps is is. A I love Weed Maps, man. God. Fucking well, delivery. Whoever, whoever, whoever invented Weed Maps deserves head for the rest of their life. Oh, agreed. And not even just any type of head, just head from the best head given. Yeah, like not like birthday head. Like they actually had to be into it. Yeah, like not like you're <laughs> obligated for it. Like, oh, it's your birthday. I guess I'll go home. Like, oh, you're done. It's been two minutes. It has to actually be like you're into it. True. 
Sure. Which, dude, I mean, not to be like any too like TMI, but dude, I recently came out as bi. So, like, I got to say, women, you got to step it up, ladies. Damn. Damn. I, I just got to say, I'm on my other side now, and Damn. my God, those guys Damn. are into it. Damn. I've never seen a chick into a blowjob like I've seen a dude Damn. into it. What is going on? I don't know. What is going on right now? It just got real tough. I, I like, I know. Wait a minute. I'm just saying. I, I, like, dude, I never, I never, you're missing out. You're missing out. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> it, it we got, it's too much facial hair. It's too much facial hair. I, I can't do it. It's too much facial hair. Like, nah, get the fuck off. Get the fuck off. I can't do it. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, that way you don't have to trim yourself too much. It could be like a lady in the tramp situation with braiding your hairs together. <laughs> ain't nobody braiding my hair. We, this ain't get hard. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not going to jail. The first I went is back of police car. I'm not going no further than that. <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable two hours of my life, goddamn. The only handcuffs I want are furry. Yeah. <laughs> so, was she a hooker or prostitute, sex worker? I'm not trying to shame. I'm just more curious. She wasn't. You went on a date. How the fuck are you getting laid? And how the fuck are you not needing a company like Blue Chew? Who, coincidentally, is not sponsoring today's episode of Unloading Meat. But they could be. They could be. If you're tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor this show. Now, back to the episode. Look, I, 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 nah, I'm not even getting handcuffs no more. No, I actually That's how it. my daughter got here, because I ended up getting locked up in handcuffs. <laughs> oh my god! I was like... Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, you got... Okay, you're going to have to explain this, because now I'm this, intrigued. Uh, What was this, pandemic? Was this pandemic? No, this was... Oh, it's a pandemic story. No, it was actually a 2021 story, so going to the after pandemic. Post-pandemic. Yeah, so it was actually my birthday, 2021, May. So it was around May 21st, Memorial Day, 2021. So, you know, me and my baby mama, my baby mama called me. She was like, no, I got a room. I'm down here for the weekend. Because she, she just moved down here like, like that. February. We were just on the subject of birthday head. Yeah, you it was, know, it was thinking, birthday pussy. It, it was more than that. It was a lot more than that. The shit threw me off. I, I, I couldn't hold. You know, nothing to hold. But <laughs> uh, it was just like, yeah, just gonna deal with it. We just gonna have to do what to do, baby. Yeah, we had to get count on something though, because uh, we both crazy as hell. I love her to death. I love my baby mama to death. I love. Her. I want to marry her ass, but can I know. can I give you a, a good? Piece of advice for next time? Yes. Book a hotel on the third floor. That way, you, on the way out, you can just push her down the flight of stairs. See, the fuck the part we was on the third floor. But you know, opportunity. I did. I, I didn't. I didn't know she was pregnant until <laughs> I didn't know she was pregnant until. That's why you don't take the chance. I didn't. I did. I did. We, we, I we, bought the we plan call, B. We call that plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G as she goes down. <laughs> I only went plan B, and it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter came out holding that motherfucker, so my daughter a thug, so I I, I I don't know what I don't know what the hell going on. This baby is a thug. Like I ain't never seen a baby wake up and start beating everybody ass in the morning. Like this baby legit would claw my eyes out for no damn reason. Like, wake the fuck up, daddy bitch. We'll get the fuck off me. I'm sorry to call my daughter a bitch, but goddamn it. <laughs> hey, sometimes You're too kids, damn violent. Sometimes kids can be bitches. I mean, it just happens sometimes. God damn it. Everybody has kids. everybody who's ever had a kid knows kids can be bitches sometimes. Bro. They just can't. Bro, that's why I say fuck them kids. And folks be telling me, don't say fuck them kids. Look, until yeah, don't, you, until especially you have when you're kids. on a show with a guy named Jared, don't say fuck those kids. 
That's why I don't go on the subway very much. I DoorDash that shit, and I change my fucking name. Because especially you don't want to have DoorDash Subway from Jared at, at loading meat. Yeah, you need to go to Quiznos. Yeah, especially, especially Quiznos. Especially, Quiznos. When, <laughs> especially when I only order the kids' meals. <laughs> Quiznos. <laughs> How is Jared doing? <laughs> uh, bent oh, over and raw. Jesus Christ. I can't believe Bill, Ky- Bill Cosby got up before Jerry did. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And y'all want to talk about white privilege. White privilege don't work all the time. No, it all needs. White privilege Shit. can extend to a sweater, apparently. Only so much. Yeah. Yeah, if R- they talking about R. Kelly uh, charges been dropping. He talking about they- No he, shit. And they talking about he might get out. And they ain't talking about just so like- So gonna drop another quarter piss on the next person. Bro, if R. Kelly get out before Jerry, <laughs> the word is going right. Know, it would be like that Chappelle show skit whenever they switch roles between the black and the white Bro, guy. Bro, I'm so, I, I, At that point, I'm going to protest with Jerry. Like, look, One, two, y'all three, done three, let four, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly out. <laughs> Y'all let R. Kelly out. This man has a video pissing on a 14-year-old girl. Shout out to Hannibal Burris again for Shit. fucking getting Bill Cosby's ass out of that fucking scene. <laughs> that, was, that dude that had balls, a, man. Man. To call out that Bill Cosby, the great. Fucking, like one of the greatest comedians ever, and just fucking bring all those accusations out. Like, nah, man, this is a well-known, it was a well-known thing in the comedy just, scene that they were just all hush-hush about. I, yeah, bro. It was like the Harvey Weinstein shit, allegedly, where it was like everybody kind of knew about it. They were like, oh, I'm not going to fuck my career by talking about it. And Hannibal just went on stage and was like, did you hear about Bill Cosby raping chicks? Bro. Like, just goes on stage and it goes viral. Like, And the thing about it is comedy has to touch subjects that people don't want to touch. Yes. Because the thing about it, it's something to laugh at in every situation in life. Like, no matter who the fuck you are, no matter what the fuck you go through, shout out to the alphabet community because <laughs> they the main ones who don't understand this shit. Yeah. Because for some damn reason, every, every time something comes out and it's just like, Y'all just don't understand our community. Y'all just want to bash. No, we don't want to bash you. Well, it's we hard. We just to, make fun of you. As a bi man, as a, I could say, it's hard to understand a community when there's a new community every thirty minutes. I'm just gonna say. I thought I was the only one noticing. That. No, I'm like, saying I want to every... take it seriously, but you guys gotta actually have a platform and fucking. Stop I don't adding know. letters every year, dude. It took me five minutes on Fiverr to get a fiber for this shit, guys. Do <laughs> something more than add a letter to LGBTQ plus ABC E equals N C squared. <laughs> Look, like this, I suck dick, I approve this message. I'm just saying. <laughs> like it's so, it's so, it's so many different, it's so many different races it's hard of to people keep up. now. It's hard, it's hard to keep up. So it's like it's kind of impossible not to step on toes. Yeah, and then there's also the thing of like we talked about on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Uh, I think with either Lynn or Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Joe Miller. She was awesome on here. Uh, that. Canceling only works temporarily. It doesn't actually work. This generation is like, oh, I'm going to cancel them. These people are going to be canceled. So the thing about it only it only works temporarily, guys, unless it's the actual criminal charges, <laughs> like Harvey Weinstein. So the thing about it, that's why I try to tell, tell some of my uh, some of my comedy brothers and uh, sisters back in Memphis, the ones that I uh, came to class with, like they so afraid about cancel culture, and it's like cancel culture don't really work like the way the way you think it is. Like that's why I usually let what I say I let I let rip because. Ain't that many people finna be against me that's not that's for me. Yeah. Cause nine times ten I have more people riding for me than against me. And the thing about it, in the long term, take Kanye West and Adidas, for example, they finna lose a billion dollars. Yeah. All because they was like, no, Kanye, what you said was wrong. Yeah. And it's like, ain't nobody finna be wearing Adidas no more. Cause everybody's buying them for Yeezys. So it's I don't like, know. I, I do it's, have to, it's a double edged sword. Honestly. It's a double edged sword because I mean, yeah, you can cancel somebody, and it's on. It's it's at the end of the day, it's a business. If Kanye wants to go off and say some shit like that, they have their right to say, "Hey, we actually own this shit, and we don't condone what he says." I mean, 
it's a double-edged sword, but yeah, you're going to lose a shitload of business when you do it, too. True. True. It's, That's the thing about it. But we're playing with fire on both sides. <laughs> you really are, but think about it. Um, you, as yourself, as a human being, have to just be able to just yeah. hold your ground. Yeah. Like, everybody has different beliefs. Everybody yeah. grew up in different ha- households and different yeah. generations. So, you can't tell me how to feel about one thing and then try to force your shit on me. Yeah. If I say I don't fuck with you because you a chick with a dick, then goddamn it, I don't fuck with you because of that. But I still fuck with you because you're still human at the end of the yeah. day. But you just not finna just say I automatically hate transgenders because I don't want to fuck you. Like, no. Like, no, no, no. Like, I still, just because you're sexually, not sexually attracted to somebody doesn't mean that you'd hate them. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing about it. That's why I see a lot sometimes. It's just like it, a lot of people take sexual attraction as human attraction. I'm like, that's not the same thing. No. As, as, I can respect you as a person doesn't mean I have to fuck you. Exactly. And it's like, no. Like, like uh, it's weird. Like, Hillary Rodham Clinton is, is a complete cis woman or whatever the fuck the term is, but I would never fuck that bitch. Exactly. It'd be like Pillsbury Doughboy down there. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's a little t- the laugh was perfect. The laugh was perfect. The laugh was absolutely perfect. Well, I mean, I'm a fat boy. I, I'm used to that belly and poke. <laughs> But it's oh, like it's, it's, it's like Pillsbury, or it's like Winnie the Pooh with a pot of honey, man. <laughs> the honey. Oh my god! Oh, piglet. And Winnie the Pooh is a is a psychopath now, dude. That movie looks that dope. movie. That, I it's don't know. Nightmares. <laughs> it's like Friday. Was it Five Nights at Freddy's, but on acid or something? I, it looks crazy. I saw a piglet. I saw a piglet, and it, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. it does. I mean, I'm not into horror movies, so I'm probably never going to watch it. I don't want to watch it because piglet's probably going to make me throw up. I was like, bro, if that nigga get his nipples or something <laughs> cut off, I'm going to be very disturbed because it was a lot of emphasis on the, on the man's nipples. Like, oh, oh my God. Well, on those pigs. He gets nipples. turned into bacon some at some point, probably. <sighs> and I have seen, I have, I have ate bacon where, well, I ain't going to say ate bacon. I have seen a pack of bacon where it was a nipple still attached to the bacon. So. It, it, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're just going to see when the Pooh frying Piglet up for breakfast on the movie. When does it come out? Does it come out this year? I don't know, time? man. It's Is like, it out already? I don't know. It's, it might be a Tubi movie. It's a Tubi movie. I, I don't know. It looks it looked like a Tubi, a Tubi movie, movie when I saw it. <laughs> At this point, I don't even want to be Netflix famous. Tubi, I want to be Tubi famous. Tubi movies are like the new fucking Shasta soda. Bro, tu- Tubi movies are lit. Tubi movies have the best, greatest, worst editing in the history of ever. Like, oh my god, some of the scenes are just fucking terrible. <laughs> like horror winning the Oh, dude, it's in sh- It's in theaters now. It's in theaters now. Holy shit. Smack my ass and call me Samantha. You can go see it in Independence right now. Winning the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Not a, what wait, wait, what did what, what Rotten Tomatoes rate it? I got to see what Rotten Tomatoes see. I don't know uh, why, but Rotten Tomatoes is a nice credible source for me on some Let's movies. see. Fuck your ad break. <laughs> It has not been rated yet. It has not been. No, fuck. That's unrated at all. Why, why does Winnie the Pooh look like a pedophile, though? Like, <laughs> he looks like a pedophile in a Winnie the Pooh costume. All I'm saying is somebody like, was oh hurt God. by a Winnie the Pooh doll. Like, <laughs> or something. Like, who the They fuck? have some things like, to work who, out. What type of drugs do you have to take to even remotely think about producing this movie? Like, what? I don't know. The it's, shit? Pr- it's pretty fucked up, man. Like, that's a. That's a terrifying acid nightmare. Like, oh my god! I'd rather have the Five Nights at Freddy's movie than this. Yeah. And I love Five Nights at Freddy's, but god damn, they done kitty five Five Nights at Freddy's and made Winnie the Pooh for adults. Yeah, it's That's pretty. Sad. It's pretty weird. Oh yeah, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> to murder that bitch in the hot tub, bro. <laughs> Why does Piglet have a sweater on? Oh, it's honey. It's not even the piglet sweater. It's just a black ass sweater. 
<laughs> I mean, Bill Cosby still needs work. Bro. <laughs> and his old ass still talking about doing stand-up comedy. I was like, I know. Like, I love, I mean, I love Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is one of the goats. It kind of sucks when shit like that happens, though, doesn't it? Like, it's like. It does. It puts a little stain on it. It's like whenever I try to watch Chris Benoit matches a little bit. And it's crazy because I actually seen comments from different comedy clubs on his post when he said he was uh, trying to do stand-up comedy again. A lot of clubs was like, well, you're not allowed yeah. to perform here type shit. Yeah. And it was just like, damn. Well, how do you feel about, like, uh, Roseanne Barr coming back? <sighs> like, she's got her new special coming out on Fox. Fox News is going to broadcast the Roseanne Barr comedy special. And she's on Kill Tony and stuff. And, like, people are selling out her shows. <sighs> she thought that bitch was white, apparently. I mean. She still, I mean, her and her son still hold on to it, man. They got their story to it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't personally know the lady. <laughs> I don't have a leg to stand on in the situation. I just I find it peculiar that she's coming back at this time. Like everybody's kind of coming back. Like Louis coming back. Oh, everybody, I guess everybody ran out of money during the pandemic. Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, I'm it's kind of like canceling only and works temporarily. Like I said, even Roseanne's coming back now. Yeah. Like yeah, canceling doesn't work like that. Like, yeah. Like it 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 doesn't work how how people expect it to work. No. Oh, can I just say one thing real quick? Mm. I'm really disappointed that you didn't wear your other hat. Uh, I want to put a photo because um, I wanted you to feel more at home, and we are already on the subject of it. I actually had a hat designed special for you. You did? Uh, well, I wanted to wear something for the occasion. Oh shit! God I was inspired by your hat. I should have bought it. <laughs> That's my bad. So, uh, is that a is that a sword hat? Oh my! This is what I was inspired by because I thought your hat looked kind of like this whenever I was at the club ah. the other night. <laughs> Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is what a white dude would look at, like wearing your hat. Like, really, this fucked up. Oh, my God. It's a good thing I also said I'm already sucking cock, because people will be like, yeah, that's a fucking faggot on this podcast. No. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. I thought we could be the hat twins today, but you didn't even wear the hat. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had to leave it at home today. It was just like, yeah, it's kind of windy out here. It's cold. I need, I need, a, I need a real hat right now. <laughs> My hair is looking and fucked up shit. It was like, yeah. Well, it's a good thing I knew that Juju was spelled J-U-J-U instead of Juju, because I was like, oh, man, I should have got uh, a yarmulke or something like that before I met you. Oh, God. <laughs> I should, I should have spelled like, my name like that. Maybe they think I'm white. You can start doing bar mitzvahs in town. They think I'm white You're and the Jewish the comedian. They'll book the shit out of me. You could be the Jewish comedian in town, like in The Wedding Singer. You're just going to do all the bar mitzvahs. That's some good money, though. That's, That's some good, good money. money, man. That's some great money. Shout out to the Jewish community. Man. Mazel. I need I might need a lawyer soon. <sighs> Matzo ball soup is fucking so good whenever you're sick. It's so delicious. I'm sorry. I have nothing against but the utmost respect for the Jewish people. Dude. I never had Jewish food. Dude, I had you Turkish have it? food. I had Turkish food. Dude. Tur Turkish Jewish food. deli. <laughs> like if you get some like brisket or, or uh, some pastrami sandwiches and stuff like that. Oh, a good Jewish deli. It's fucking delicious. Oh, also, man. Jewish women, man, give the best head. They do. They do. Oh, shit. Yeah, they try harder. So was it like, did they like owe you, your family a, a debt or something? Was it like Hatfields or McCoys? No. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, how are you getting laid more than I am? And how are you needing, how are you not needing a sponsor like Blue Chew? Which again... Could be a sponsor of Unloading Meat, but they're not right now. If you'd like to change that and stop hearing 
about Stefano's sexual escapades, reach out to your favorite sponsors like Blue Chew and tell them to sponsor Unloading Meat. Now, back to the episode. Like, with the Harry Potter game, like, it's so many people, like, so many people from the Alphabet community talking about the Harry Potter game. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Alphabet community because I don't want to disrespect no Oh, you're fine. It's, you're it's, fine, a, hella, it's a lot of letters. Hey, hey, as a proud member of the man, bro, we're it's good. A, it's we're a lot. Good. Of, it's a lot of damn letters. I ain't, I can't keep up with it. It's, it. Y'all add a letter every year, like, but it's like everybody just bashing Harry Potter game. Just like don't buy the game, don't buy the game, don't buy the game. And me personally, as a Harry Potter fan, yeah. Uh, Yes, there is some racist, transphobic, homophobic shit in Harry Potter. And you know, the new they got a new trans character on the game. Yeah. Her name is Cerrone. Cerrone. That's the fucked up part. Like it's a woman with a man's voice. And the shit is funny as hell to me. <laughs> because the one of the few black people on Harry Potter name is Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah. I was like, it's the shackle and the king part for me. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> Like it he's a black, Shackle he's a Bolt. Kingsley oh Shacklebolt. Shackle it's like Harry Potter intentionally makes shit like puts. It's like, like a backwards co- backhand compliment kind of thing. Yes. Like you're king, but you're also Shacklebolt. Like bro, like it's a shitload of Harry Potter. It's a shitload of characters in Harry Potter. Like the end. She was honestly hilarious. All the goblins me. were the fucking bankers, <laughs> the Jew, the Jew bankers. Exactly. <laughs> it's like bro, Harry Potter is like it. It's bad shit to everybody. Kind, it's kind of like South Park. Whenever sh- uh, Isaac Hayes got pissed off and left the show because they were making fun of Scientology. It's like yes. they, that was the last religion they hadn't checked off yet. They made fun of everybody. And you like, notice how all the like all the regular white people. We're never good white people. Yeah. Like, you had a couple good white people in Gryffindor, but all the regular white people <laughs> was just either muggles or they was in Slytherin. Yeah. You'd like, nobody paid attention to all the little details Harry Potter yeah. throwing there. Like, Harry Potter talks shit about everybody. All the fucking Indian kids they had because fucking the colonizers. Yes. <laughs> it was just like, oh, God. It hey, sh- at least they took the two Indian girls to the dance that one year. <laughs> and then True. did absolutely nothing to them. True. With them. True. To them. Well, it's probably a good thing they didn't do anything to them. That, that, would, that would have taken the movie in a weird direction. Movie would have went left immediately. Different reason. But think about it. It's, uh, that's it, a different requirement. <laughs> but it's still like a multi-million dollar, billion dollar franchise. Yeah. You, you can't stop it. It's it's going to have its fans. Well, I'm just saying, once the it's creator like, is not even involved in the game and stuff, and it's gone on to the who own, actually owns the rights and the creators behind the game, it can be a completely different person from the creator behind the books from 20 years ago. True. It's like it's like it's like going and watching the Last Jedi at Star Wars, and you can have your thoughts of how it was good or bad on that Star Wars movie, but then going and taking George Lucas in the nuts for like, oh, I hated that movie, and he's like, I had nothing to do with that. It's movie. like selling your rights. Yeah, it's like selling the rights. That's what she did with the Harry Potter stuff. It's owned by WB guys. I hate to say it, but it's there with WB and HBO Max and all that shit. So. J.K. wasn't even really involved in this game. She's getting a cut. All sure. she did was make another book, and that was just recently. And- yeah. The book wasn't even that damn good. Oh, yeah, The Cursed Child. It was yeah. actually a Broadway play first. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. the eighth book is a Broadway play. Huh. And it's a two-part Broadway play. Uh, and then they adapted it into a, a novel. Mm. So it's, it reads, if you think about like a Broadway play and read it like that, like if you ever watched Hamilton or something like that, mm. it kind of makes more sense how the beats work because it even has an intermission in the middle of the story. Because more than likely, she probably still got royalties, but yeah. I, she's, just don't, she's not in full control of the franchise yeah. like that anymore. It's just like, yeah. Man. I mean, even when like, Daniel Radcliffe's like, hey, I don't condone what she fucking says and stuff like that. I mean, like, dude, it's it's past that point, guys. You can be, you can still watch and play Hogwarts Legacy and, you know, feel nothing against trans people. <laughs> 
the world is not I black just, and white. I just, want, I just want to get on the game and just I vote a cadaver everybody. Dude. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to blast everybody Bro, away. Apparently, no you can reason. go dark and learn those those uh those three spells, and it's a whole different storyline of you going into a dark wizard. Or I would take that storyline because I did say I want to go to Slytherin. Yeah, like I'm I'm an asshole. Like I'm I'm I have I am officially <laughs> saying I am an asshole. Like I am proud of it. I would take that shit. As soon as I saw the game, I was like, I want to go to Slytherin. Yeah. I want to fuck everybody up. I think this, and just for no dude, reason. I just want the game. It's going to be a game where I play multiple characters, probably. It, like, it probably multiple is. playthroughs, seeing all the different shit. Because they said it's just, it's you, it's exhaustive how much you can go and do all these side quests and stuff. True. Go through fucking Hogsmeade, go to fucking like class. It's like, it's like bully mixed in with like a fucking RPG, like Fallout or something. Yeah. It's That's fucking dope. That's pretty much what it is. That's why I was like, you know what? The only thing I'm I pissed believe. off about. You can't play Quidditch. I'd be fine without Quidditch. You can fl- well because flying is a, a, just a thing of flying around the entire map. It's just a, a room of, tra- of traversal, and you can actually learn how to fly. But there's no actual Quidditch matches. You can't be like a Quidditch team and stuff like that. I feel and like they they have to make that a different game mode. I, it could be a DLC expansion pack or something like that, like True. the Quidditch expansion pack. I w- that would be dope. I honestly True. I can see them doing like for twenty bucks. It'd be, like, an a expansion new, it'd be like a new story. It's a Quidditch league multiplayer league. That's how they do multiplayer in the game. Oh God! Quidditch make online your own lean. Make your own clans. Quidditch online will be terrible. Bo, dude, if we do FIFA online, it will turn. Str- oh, and let's think about it. I feel like you can't call yourself an activist if you're not a gamer. Yeah, word. Because if you haven't played at least one match of Call of Duty, yeah, within the Modern Warfare Two, going to the Black Ops era, if you haven't played a match of Call of Duty, baby, you you don't understand half of what the fuck you have missed out. Like yeah. I we didn't I didn't heard I didn't I didn't call I didn't been called some everything in the book. Yeah. My mama got trains ran on her by the whole lobby. God damn it! Uh, I'm overweight and fat. Someone knows my Wi-Fi code. Like Call of Duty got wild. Like yeah. If y'all think some of the stuff celebrities and comedians say is bad now. Go play a match of Call of Duty or Fortnite baby, with a thirteen-year-old dude. They baby. fucking die once and they drop the they drop they drop, they drop in balls. Yeah, they. You're a fucking nigga. I fucking hate you. You fucking faggot. Mom. What? Every- Mom, come get your son. Yep. Come get your son. Come get your son. Then you got that one black person in life. Did he just call us a nigga? Hey, bro. That's why we all fucked your mama, nigga. Yeah. And then and as he- soon as I'm there, yeah, it's Wednesday. This happens every day. <laughs> And he's actually and he actually starts crying about it and then he logs off. Like, he's like, my bad. I just finally was able to get a PS5. <laughs> I'm new to this shit. <laughs> it was just like, bro, like, y'all, like they are not ready for the gaming community. Yeah, like, if y'all, right. if y'all want to play council culture, like, you, can, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You got to be a gamer. Yeah, like, there's no option around it because you have to. You have to have a solid, a solid foundation mentally. Because some people will leave you crying for days, like not even yeah. logging in the game. Just like, oh, you back online. Yeah, like I have sent messages to people myself, <laughs> like. The worst, that is the ultimate shade, is you, like, leave your game for, like, three days, and then you come back to it, and there's a, oh, and one new notification. And I log in, and it's like, what's up, faggot? You didn't get that shot out of skill. You just got fucking lucky. I hope you die. And I'm Bro. like, man, I'm glad I have a patch right now to wait, so I can't even play, so I got to read this first. Over <laughs> and over and over again for the next 20 minutes, because every time you turn on the PS5, oh, got an update. Got an update. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm thinking about it, but think about it. I got a woman at home already. You know, I just can't. I I just can't up and get ready to cheat like. 
you were saying? I mean, she. If, I mean, if she wants to bring somebody in, I mean, that's understandable. But you know, I'm not finna approach that conversation until she. Oh yeah, never the guy, the guy should never bring up that conversation. Hey, baby, that's a good idea. Cause think about it. Every time a man brings a conversation up, boom, yeah. somebody cheating. Like no, no. Hey, baby, like, yeah, like, you know, like, I got a birthday coming up, and you know, I was thinking instead of spending money on yeah, me, yeah, how about we talk to Amber? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's bring Amber. <laughs> Who the fuck is Amber? How about we go to the strip club and we see if we can get a cinnamon? <laughs> Or a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> it's October. Know, I, don't, I don't know how strip clubs is here. Uh, they like, you're you're going to wake up with glitter on your dick. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. It sounds like an Atlanta strip club. Yeah. Atlanta's a wild place. Food's Atlanta's, good, though. Atlanta's, 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 I, I, I love Atlanta. See, like, if I had the money and the patience, I would stay in Atlanta, but they, they have too much traffic. Um, like, I have nothing. Oh, I haven't been to a strip club here in the local Tulsa area in a long time since I was really young. So they could have changed for them, but like back then, the food was kind of like uh you have food at this strip club like it was kind of weird like, like yeah we have a buffet in the back i'm like i'm i'm good I- i'm good but like you go to atlanta in the strip clubs man and like the food is actually the food like it's actually a club it's like it's yeah. a, an experience well, yeah like lemon pepper that's where it started wasn't it like in atlanta lemon pepper wings there st louis and memphis uh, really it was, it, three cities i know for wings like the top three cities for wings is automatically not, not in order is memphis atlanta and st louis DC has some good wings too. I haven't been to DC. Really? I heard there's a scene there that's a that's a good DC wing. They serve it with uh, Chinese food too. I'm, I'll probably go. It's go. like chicken wings and Chinese restaurants are like together. Okay, if I go to DC, I'm going January 6th and try their food. <laughs> I just want to be the token black guy there. I, well, I mean, I, I don't I, know if it's a free day. That's free. why I try to wear the bright colors so they don't look like. I mean, I all, my default look like a guy that was on the steps of January 6th, <laughs> especially with that fucking hat on. I'll go. <laughs> Had a fucking headdress on. <laughs> They were like, oh, yeah, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Nah. We said to you home. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that was a wild day. It was like, oh, they actually stormed the Capitol. That's actually on my Tinder profile. It's Shut- like, if, if you if you by chance don't acknowledge what happened on January 6th, go fuck yourself. That hat is fugly. That's that, that, what I put on my fucking Tinder profile. And think about it. That was a historic moment, and that's the fucked up part about it. It's but like shout, out, people, yeah. shout out to the black man that was actively wanting to shoot white people. That that man didn't give <laughs> no fucks. He, he shot every white person he saw. Like, he was waiting on he was waiting, like He was waiting on this Each day. fucking round was reparations. Boy. <laughs> that nigga said, this is for my people. Like, that, that man was ready. That's why I suck black cock now, so I can get a little get reparations one stroke at a time. Man, and the fucked up Paul. He was I felt more black men than gerrymandering. Oh, not Jerry. <laughs> Everybody wants to come to the dark side now. That's hilarious. I felt more black men than state minimum sentences. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what about well, what about uh, Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Bill, Bill Clinton is black. Did you ever watch that uh, Hulu series about it? What, the, the American Crime Story. About, God damn, it, I didn't get a chance. Dude, it's good. Like it actually kind of makes it. Bro, it's so in depth, and uh, it makes you feel so bad for that woman. Like she went through so much fucking shit. She was just a I young girl, so. dude. They fucking railroaded her. I mean, not and then the also and also they treated her railroading. He's talking about Bill coming in her. Um, but, but the <laughs> thing about it, you can't cancel a woman that was sucking the prisoner's dick. How can you do that? Well, the this thing was, was like, if you find out, is Linda Tripp, the, her friend at the fucking Pentagon. She's the one that was secretly recording her the entire time and leaked it all to the press. Well, she was just mad. She was just she was sucking the uh the uh warrior dick. Whatever. You Linda got fucking it. scorned from uh the Bill Clinton administration and want to pay back. And so she found this fucking friend at the Pentagon and just started secretly recording this story. Well, she should have started sucking more dicks at that point. Yeah. Cause at that point you should have started. Have you started... seen Linda Tripp? Ugh. 
I mean, that would happen. Linda tripped and fell into a fucking ditch. Like, it's like. Hey, man, look. She's a horrible human being, so I'll say all the fucking I mean, if you got to record, if you recording the prison getting his dick sucked, I mean, I'm pretty sure Barack was getting his dick sucked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure JFK was getting his dick sucked. Everybody so was. So everybody was getting their dick sucked at least one time in yeah. that fucking office. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump was grabbing her by the pussy. If Cody Rhodes can have a surprise entrance and raise up from the seat for the fucking, like, the entrance of fucking AEW or WrestleMania, I'm surprised there's not a fucking, blow, like, blowjob button underneath the overall office <laughs> presidential's, you know, desk. Like, God, literally. that's gonna be the upgrade to this station next. <laughs> Just blowjob button. Yeah. That will be him. Gay. Close enough. Oh my god, that'll be hilarious. Just a whole blowjob, but yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. A man can wish, thing. right? A man can dream. America, a man could dream. I mean, Facebook, for a blowjob button. I mean, Facebook dating is a good blowjob button. I mean, pretty much Grinder is now too. <laughs> I said what, it earlier. What the you, fuck well, is Grinder? Because I, I keep hearing Grinder. Like, Grinder's is, a gay dating app, or okay, not even a great. It's a great gay hookup I should, app. I should never. Asked. It's not even <laughs> dating. It's just like it. Dudes are so efficient. Dudes just as a dude. Wait, just wait, as, wait, wait, wait. Hold the fuck a pause. Okay. You mean to tell me a group of gay men got together and made just a straight up hookup app? Yes. And you mean to tell and me it's free? And you mean to tell me we gotta pay for hookup apps for the straight motherfuckers? Yes. Oh, let me enlighten you, my friend. Guys are so efficient, especially when they want something. Like you know, if they have a task like I want to get laid, and I'm into dudes, they just are the most efficient straight line to figure this shit out. So it's just like you go on there, and it's just everybody's profile pictures, and it shows you like how close they are, and you're like, hey, you want to do this? They're like, yeah, sure. Where? Cool. Meet. Done. Me, why, and then you never talk to him again. Why the fuck y'all can't be this goddamn proficient on fucking so saying, ladies, you, ladies, you gotta step it, ladies, you gotta step it up. You really do. Like you really do. We out here, I'm out here lying to y'all and shit. Like <laughs> I like I don't want I don't have I don't want to lie about my life just to get some pussy. Goddamn it! I'm tired of lying. Let, bitch, I'm broke. That's why. I give said, me some. Give me some. Give me some broke bitch pussy. That's why I said my shit. First, my first wife made me feel like Pinocchio in her pussy, <laughs> which in a way made it. Okay for me to lie to her so much. <laughs> See, I, she was a whale. Is what oh I'm trying to say. God. See, I've been fucking with big bitches my whole life. <laughs> like, <laughs> me I, too. I, I can't, like, I, I can't, I can't get away from it. Like, since since I was 14, my first woman was a big bitch. And I ain't saying bitch as in big bitch. No, like my first I, this, woman this, was, this, was my woman was first woman was a big bitch, and nothing against big bitches. Big women need love too. Like, uh, first, I lost my virginity to a fucking Wiccan. <laughs> Like the first time I had a skinny bitch, but it, pussy's pussy, man. I was just like, I'm horny. I'm 17. No, I, I was say, like, I can't say. I didn't lose mine to 17, bro. I can't say pussy's pussy. I was 14 when I lost mine. I was, I was, I was doing everything young and dumb. Well, I mean, I was. I mean, consensually, I lost my virginity when I was 17. I'll just say that. <laughs> mine was consensual. Well, I mean, ain't gonna say it was consensual. <laughs> Sexual assault, uh, cool kids. I didn't know how big my dick was at the time. Because we was just like, just that's tip. ironic. I didn't know how big my friend's dick was, but I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> Against my will, <laughs> but it was like we was just like okay, it's just a tilt, and we didn't know how big. That's what he said too. We didn't know. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know how big. Do you know? Do we have the same friend group? <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> But it was just like it was just like just a tip, and it was just like I put the tip in, and it was just like Wrong. it broke some shit. 
It was raw. It was raw. But it was just like, yeah, it broke some shit. Yeah. Like, that shit. <laughs> that shit. Because think about it, like, I put the tip in, and it was just like. I'm fucking dying over it was just like she, I put the tip in, and it was just like, all of a sudden, she just curled up in the ball and started crying. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, and it was, she was just like, it hurt. It hurt. I was like, bitch, what hurt? She was like, I don't know. I think you broke something. It's just a tip. I'm not just a tip. So yeah, you find out a couple weeks That's later. Fucking big dick problems, man. I don't bro, have that problem. Man, you find out a couple weeks later. I God damn, high, man. that's it like first like, world problems. Nah, man, that's just big dick problems. Bro, literally, it's just like it's the first up. world problems I, energy, bro. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up because then I got stuck. This, with, <laughs> I got stuck with for dinner four years behind it. It was just like oh. I got to lift up layers like it's a fucking crescent roll down there, and this motherfucker is just pushing his tip in and breaks a hymen. <laughs> like, bro. It's just, it was just I'm like, like those Pillsbury buttery layers of a fucking biscuit down there, man, and you're just fucking over there just tapping the tips. Bro, it was just like I just had to. tips. I had to. And it was just like tips. I, I went ahead and got a hold of a skinny bitch, and it was just like, uh, I, 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 I use a term now called shallow pussy. Like, but, but whoever said pussy is Did pussy. Did you see that viral video that was on Reddit, or picture on Reddit that was like the shape of uh of all vaginas inside? You didn't see that recently? It like went viral. What the fuck, dude? It's actually kind of fascinating, dude. He's gonna show me. He's gonna yeah. show me. I've been watching. I've been looking at this. Weird it's educational shit. here on unloading me. Educational. So vaginas have certain shapes. Yeah. So it's actually so pussies actually can be shallow. So that's just one of those shit I met. I was this. I was just thought I was high. So like I don't know if we can censor this. Well, we'll probably have to fucking censor this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. It's fucking weird. That was on Reddit the other day, and it was like fascinating. That shit is different. We're educational on unloading meat. That shit's different. I, I've never seen a actual shape of a coochie. Yeah, me like, either. I thought it was just like just the actual <laughs> what they showed us in the book, but yeah. no, it's actual shape. It's like when you see those sex toys and they have those humps and stuff like that, and you're like, why the fuck is that comfortable and shit? And it's like, that's just how they're shaped. So that explains, okay, yeah. so that also explains a lot. Those toys that look fucking weird to dudes, that dudes have like, how the fuck do you take this? Dudes have no idea how a vagina works most of the time. That chick can pass a baby, and, was, and you're like, god damn, I have no idea how the fuck you do that. That and the term, your dick is perfect, is completely different now. Like, yeah. oh, okay, now, now, bitch, okay, so you, you have this yeah. right shape. Okay. Yeah. Then it makes more. It you gotta makes have a complimentary dick to your compliment. I thought pussy. I thought it was just I thought I thought bitches just be talking shit when they say that. Nah, like man. Perfect. See, like I said, we're educational here I on unloading meat. This shit is not perfect. I know I'm fucked up a little. I bit. am an advocate for tiny vaginas here on unloading meat. Okay, guys. I, I, I don't like shallow pussy. Keep that shallow shit away. Well, from as a small dick guy, I'm gonna say shallow pussy. You can come right here. Yeah, I can't. Do you will feel pussy. huge. You last will feel time, like the Grand Canyon. Last time I fucked a shallow pussy, it was about twenty. Back in Nam. It about 20, I look like I'm from it about 2015, about 2015, I would cheat. Yeah, about 2015. So. I look like I'm doing a Broadway performance of fucking some kind of musical about Nom with this fucking haircut and like these this eyewear and shit. Like Elton John stars in the fucking Nom. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Stones on the soundtrack. <laughs> Painted black. I'm already copyright struck. <laughs> Fortunate Son of Stars playing in the background. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Talk, talk about copyright strike. You, did you ever hear this shit about the singer of CCR? The, 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 uh, Fortunate Son. What did he do? Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival <laughs> in the band. So he went solo back in like the 90s or 2000s. His name's Sean Fogarty. 
and he released a solo solo project right after CCR broke up and stuff. The company that owns CCR's records sued him, saying he sounded too much like CCR. So they sued John Fogarty for sounding too much like John Fogarty. So I'm saying they sued him for sounding like himself. Yeah, they took him to court and were like, "You can't release this shit. It sounds too much like your old shit." And he was just putting out a solo album. And they lost. They lost, thankfully. But yeah, it was a big story. Like, yeah. The- I mean, I would, I would, I mean, if they would have won, I would be kind of pissed off. Like, yeah, it's like, kind of I fucked mean. up, right? It wasn't like he was singing the old songs or anything like that. It was his own original material, new shit. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by a famous game like Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends. I've never played it, but boy, if they sponsor this show, I might give it a try. Hopefully. It, it it really depends, Stefano, on what the contract says, like how long I have to play it. I've heard good things. Have you heard good things? Eh, nobody cares about your opinion. Anyway, if you uh, are sick of these fake ads, make sure that you reach out to people like Raid Shadow Legends and uh, tell them to sponsor the show on Lenny Meat, and they'll be replaced soon. Anyway, back to the show. And we're back with Juju Rashad, man. What's going on? Man, I am good. I'm good. That was a that was a nice little break. Yeah, that was a nice break. That was a nice little break. I appreciate it. For our audience, that. it was like five seconds. Or it was like, you know, whatever. For us, it was it, it was a nice chill moment. Advertisement. <laughs> Sponsored by Heat Tap. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, uh. Dragon Ball Z abridged. I love it. Bring back Dragon Ball Z abridged. I'm just recently I getting to Dragon Ball, man. Like, I was never raised with anime. My my roommate uh he's a big anime guy and he's gotten me on the crunchy world stuff like that and like so like my only anime growing up was digimon okay respect i was i love digimon and actually like my six-year-old now i actually got her into it and i didn't find out that they like years later made like six fucking movies and brought back the original cast and kept that story going there's like six fucking anime movies about digimon so like we started watching the first two series and then watched those movies and they're making even more they're continuing that whole fucking story i'm like dude this is my childhood i can experience with my kid again my, my kid can see it now, and then like we can keep continuing the story. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So that was my anime. I was never a Pokemon guy. I never got into Pokemon. No offense to anybody. Pokemon was I. Right. Pokemon was I was more so Pokemon gamer than what's a Pokemon. So I never uh, got into Pokemon gaming too much besides like Super Smash. Like I love I, I love playing as Pikachu, of course. <laughs> the bad character. Yeah. B. I was like, nah, I can't do Pikachu. Pikachu! I was never. I was yeah, never. Uh, I was never a Pokemon player to use my character move. With your main characters, like I, I always went different. Yeah, like I, like my whole, like my top six Pokemon are fucking back end Pokemon. You probably don't even know they like side character Pokemon. Yeah, hey, like, I don't know hardly any Pokemon really. Like the I know the, ones. the last Pokemon I played was uh Sword and Shield, and the last Pokemon I left off with was Incineroar. Uh, it was the damn it, I can't think of that damn rabbit. It was the rabbit that that. The Eevee? soccer moves. Oh, I have no idea. It's on. The, it was on the recent season. I think uh, it was in Center Hair. Or something I don't like know Pokemon, that. bro. <laughs> like it's it's been a while. Like it's been a couple it's years Center since Hair's I watched the season. See, like, like Digimon, is, everything just ends in Mon. <laughs> it's like it's Rabbit Mon and Coconut Mon. Like it's just everything's fucking Mon. Mon at the end. <laughs> Pokemon is just like okay, this is, what the fuck is there in the game? <laughs> Although like, Pokemon's Raichu. evolutions make sense, like. Pikachu to Raichu to this, like each all looks, each evolution still looks on the same family, like they're related. Whereas Digimon's like the first one's a little blob, the next one's a Tyrannosaurus, the next one's a robot. It's like what the fuck, <laughs> and then the next one's a human angel. Like 
Okay, that was a weird that evolution. A weird, was, I ain't gonna lie, that was weird. Like, wait a minute. You just went from a, a robot murdering cyborg to just a heavenly <laughs> the angel. Digimon ones are fucking weird. Swords. Like, what did guns go? Like, you yeah. just had Gatlin guns. Like, now you just a T-Rex. Yeah. Algamon was the only one that made sense because he stayed a T-Rex the whole time. Nah, man. <laughs> He's one of the ones he goes up to like Ultramon and shit and goes. Oh, yeah. I forgot he he becomes, yeah, dude. I forgot he does turn to a fucking yeah. human. In this ultimate evolution, yeah, he's. I the... don't. I stopped watching after Data Squad. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Data Squad. It was just like, okay, I only just punching Digimon yeah. now. I only acknowledge the first two seasons. Like those were the ones that are actually like canon ones. Like, you got to at least talk about Digimon Data like, Squad. That, Data that, that Squad and like hundreds of stuff. Like they have their own things, but they're different universes. They're not actually like with the same universe. Like punching Digimon. Yeah. Like, who the fuck just decided, like, yeah, I'm going to punch them. Like, well, just, like, once the kids just started turning into Digimon instead of being partnered with Digimon, it lost the whole feel because that's the whole concept of Digimon is you had a Digimon partner. You're training them. you like, the kids learn lessons. And, like, it was, like, a whole thing. And once they started just, like, turning into the Digimon or taking armor from Digimon and shit, I'm like, this is fucking Power Rangers. Not necessarily Power Rangers. More so Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, though? Like, it just, like, it, it kind of got away from what the concept of what the actual Digimon was, in my opinion. Like, you kind of like just lost focus. It's like when... The Transformers were like, hey, we're going to put out new toys and they don't transform. Who the fuck wants to buy that? They put them in Burger King. Dude, they're called Red. I don't know if you've seen them. They have them. Uh, they tried this multiple times and every time they failed. Every I time. I believe. It they called like- the Transformer Red Series. And they were like, oh, they're like action figures and they have accessories. That is terrible. You can't have the main characters in that case. And they felt like PVC plastic, like just sh- cheap shit. They fall apart. Sounds really, about right. And look, do you see the pricing? Yeah. When you can get the same size six inch Optimus, like I have up there on that shelf, for twenty bucks, and he transforms, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Who the fuck's gonna buy this? Because he has the axe with him, and alternate hands. To me, it just says like the Transformers. The whole as far as a gimmick, the whole point of the Transformers is that it's a puzzle. Literally transform. Yeah, as a kid, it was like. That whole thing of like, I have a toy that also transforms into another toy, and that puzzle is like, a, it's it it works with your mind and stuff. I legit took a tra- I legit took my old Optimus Prime to show and tell one day, and you they do, gave man. me thirty seconds to fucking transform to Optimus. I was like, God damn, thirty seconds ain't enough. That's <laughs> a lot of time. Have you seen the self transforming one now, like the eight hundred dollar one? Oh god, I don't have that type of money, dude. Have you seen it? Yep. I'm just gonna push the button. Have to do it. Even the sound effects. Whoa! What the shit? <laughs> Isn't that dope? That was amazing. like it's kind of cool, but, it, but for the price oh, of it, like wow. it's insane. For the price, like damn. But I mean, there's some engineering into that shit. True. Like, but it's just kind of one of those things where like it's like a a proof of concept of what technology is going to. I mean, it's better than paying 800 for a Chucky doll. Yeah, that doesn't fucking move at all. But you mean you're going to Radio Shack and seeing all those cheap RC cars that were in the windows, like tons and tons and tons of RC cars yep. and robots back in the day? Yep. I mean, that's the same show. concept. It's just like that's now where it's at now as far as technology's come with, like, with True. all that shit. So True. like, give that five years and that'll be on fucking Target shelves for $30. You know what I mean? Just the way tra- technology moves once it gets more widely adapted. Yeah, because we went from flip phones to fucking... Smartphones. Fast, smart, fucking everything phones. Yeah. What do you want to call these damn things? Smartphones, shit, they do everything. Yeah. So it's just, now it's just like, it's just, technology is fucking scary. Yeah, it is. We're from, That's why I spoke about we need to chill out. We're from 2000, like the world was going to end in 2000, Y2K. Yeah. 
I, I know, I know, I know a lot of people remember Y2K when that shit is gonna happen. Now we just like technology is the world saver now. It's gonna end the world now. Yeah. It's gonna save the world. Apparently, well, it's like all the people that are freaking out about like I don't want to give consent to this, or I don't want the government knowing all this shit. Bitch, have you checked your phone? Baby, they're gonna know anyway. They know everything. <laughs> Baby, the government gonna know anyway. The if one thing the government don't do shit else, they gonna know everybody' business. Yeah. That's the government's job. Yeah, they want their share. They want taxes. Shit, government gonna know what the fuck you doing. That's regardless. how they got it, Al Capone, man. This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. And I know you're probably wondering, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, this ad break looks and sounds an awful lot like the other one, but without the hat. And you know what? You're a little right, but you're also forgetting that I changed glasses. Nice. Anyway, if you're tired of these fake ads, reach out to your favorite companies like Raid Shadow Legends. Tell them to sponsor this podcast Unloading Meat, and we'll get back to the show. But, bro, did you have a story? Mm-hmm. You had a story you wanted to tell? Oh, I actually do. All right. Bro. Let's hear it, my friend. All right, so, okay, I remember you asked me something about my comedy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, back in Memphis. Yeah, man. Oh. Uh, so, started off with uh, August 18th pandemic. And I love the spot, the comedy junk in Memphis. I ain't, that's my home. That's my home club. Uh, that's why I started it. That's why I was formed it. So, uh, I'm always love this spot to the day I die. But uh, honestly, as far as my career go, the first I want to say the first year and a half, that shit was hell. Like I I hated being a comic. I hated that shit. And I ain't gonna cap, you know, cause I was bombing every fucking night. I was bombing. I was dying every spot I went to. Fucking bombing. Fucking dying. Fucking bombing. Fucking dying. Okay. In Memphis. Yes. In this Memphis. is Memphis. This is Memphis. Oh. Uh, so then it got to a point where everybody started telling me like, read this book, read that book. There's like a paywall to this shit that you don't. That there's like this unspoken thing that they wanted you to do that you just they assumed that you just already had. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. So it's just like no, I came in this shit blind, and I'm finna learn this shit as I yeah. grow. So it's just like now going to my second year. Going to well, not my second year. Uh, being in my second year, going to my third year, is like now I have a more understanding of who I am as a comic, and that's one big reason that I left Memphis in the first place because I couldn't grow in Memphis. Well, I ain't gonna say I couldn't grow in Memphis. I didn't have the opportunities in Memphis that I did that I do now. Okay. Uh, like as far as the podcast being booked on sh- different shows, you know. Going out to different spots every night. And again, night. thank you for being on here today. Like, it really means a lot, man. Like, thank you for the uh, opportunity. But it was just like, just, it was just like, it was a certain point that you can only get so far. Yeah. And the fact is, Memphis is also a popularity contest, too. Like, not saying there's anything wrong with a popularity contest, but it's more so like, if you're not popping off now, you ain't nobody finna come to your shit. I can't I can't tell you how many countless times like this is why I say I love the comedy scene here because it's a simple fact like every every show is packed regardless if it's a mic if it's a showcase it's packed people yeah. gonna show up yeah even like uh, shout out to Sesh Lounge the people that have, that have Sesh Lounge in that dispensary with them um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name of the dispensary right now because I'm a little high but uh, <laughs> uh, Sesh Lounge now does open mics and like those people that own that they that. are out at every open mic at Tulsa Comedy Club. They support it. Even when Bo had the cancer event, yes. they helped put money into the pot to help the winner get even more money for the winner of the open mic mm-hmm. contest. Like, they are always supporting Tulsa Comedy. 
they're always in the entertainment scene and like they don't have to do that but they're just like he they like they sat next to me and they were explaining to me, they were like, you know, we just love a good show. We come out on Friday nights, and mm. where else are you going to get for free all this amazing entertainment for free? Why not help out? I mean, we could go to a movie spend 50 bucks, or I could put it in the $50 mm. in the pot and make somebody's night better. Yeah. So, and to me, that was like, dude, that that speaks volumes about your character and your business and everything like that. So Yeah. Because think about it, a lot of folks, if, Memphis, if, it was, if this was in Memphis, a lot, of, a lot of them events would not have kicked off like that. Yeah. Like you, a lot, I would not know half the people I know now. Yeah, in Memphis, like, like, cause think about it. I love Memphis to death, but it's like so many people just like clicked up and just like they just in their own little world and they just fuck with they whoever feel like they want to fuck with. Yeah, so it was just like I ain't, I couldn't fuck with that. I I really couldn't. It was just like I did have a I do did have a situation with my mentor. It was just like she legit told another comic. Behind my back while I was on stage. Well, I ain't going to say it was behind my back because I was standing right in front of her when she told <laughs> the motherfucker. But she went behind my back and told him, I should quit comedy. I'm not fucking funny. Now, <sighs> this wasn't even, this wasn't even just like within like my couple years. No, this was recently before I met Memphis. This was way back, I want to say, summer of summer, fall, winter, last year type shit. Yeah. See, that's that bullshit, because thing about it. So when I hear your story, it's like, and it was man, crazy. It's, it's crazy how the scenes can do that And it was you. crazy, because think about it, it, it was someone that I call my comedy brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't gonna say no names, but. Uh, yeah. That's like, like he, I he know, he know, he know. He, if, when he see this podcast, he gonna know I'm talking about him. But after he said that, she almost gave me the light. Now I'm I'm po- I'm I'm on the guest spot. I'm supposed to be is I'm po- I'm on the guest spot, so I'm getting five minutes. She was ready to cut that light at two minutes. Damn. I saw that light. I saw that light. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I looked over there. I did my last joke, had the whole room laughing by the time I got off stage. She sat there looking stuck on stuck on stupid. So then later that night, she tell him, she tell my homeboy who she was already talking to that he got a showcase. He put he's the first name he put him on the showcase. She asked, she legit asked this man, you sure about him? He's like, yes. And one thing I say about my comedy brother, even though we beef plenty, we have we have beef like a motherfucker to the point we almost got to fighting outside our club. We have beef so many times, but one thing I always say, he knows how hard I've been working at this shit. Yeah. He knows where I came from. He knows basically the day one of Juju Rashad. And he and he know for the fact that the fact for her to say that I wasn't funny that I should quit, that kind of kind of fed everybody the wrong way. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that I did fill out the club the way I did because I did start. I, I ain't gonna cap. I did kind of go to her op spot because she's beefing with another main comic in Memphis. His name Oscar P. But you know he ain't got no beef for her. Dude, everything's territorial in a lot of places sometimes. That's why I'm so but happy with Tulsa clean now. It's not. It's so but far. think about it. She's like. Okay, so the thing about Memphis, Memphis women are different. I love Memphis. Like I said, I love Memphis. I love our, I love our, I love our women. But them motherfuckers crazy. <laughs> them motherfuckers crazy. Because <laughs> they think everybody's against them when they're not. Nobody's against you. Just a chip on the Stop. shoulder already? It's just a chip on the shoulder like, baby, nobody's against you. Stop, Stop doing people wrong because you got a chip on your shoulder if you feel like you got something to prove. Cause I'm I was beefing with two 
I was beefing with two promoters. I beefed with one promoter because I ducked off on her show because she wasn't paying me and went to another show that was paying me $250 yeah. in Mississippi. Dude, you got to go where the cheddar is. I'm going where the money is. And another promoter I'm beefing with because she ended up paying all her comics three days before the show, and here it is, the day of the show. I still haven't got paid yet. Yeah. How are you going to expect me to perform? You haven't even gave my money. It's a business. This like, shit's a business. Like, we're all trying to make money here, and, like, you got your business. And, like, honestly, it goes by character and stuff like we talked about earlier with people. Like, dude. And it's just like, okay, like, okay, I'm not going to argue with y'all about who the fuck I am, how the fuck I do my jokes, and how the fuck I sell myself. Yeah. That's the issue y'all can take up with y'all sales, because, honestly, y'all go to hell with that shit. Like, that's why I'm glad I honestly love Memphis, because I feel like my comedy wouldn't have grew to where it is now. Because, honestly, now I'm funny as fuck. So what the fuck you saying in that fucking club to my brother in the club talking about I ain't funny, I need to quit the comedy. You can suck a dick backwards on a <laughs> Tuesday morning. That sounds uncomfortable as hell. But she can though. She already she already shaped like Peter Griffin. Uh, matter of <laughs> fact, pull up the picture. I'm gonna show I'm gonna show you what it's shaped like. I'm gonna show you what it's shaped like. We're gonna have to cut ep- this. You know that episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin was a pair of legs and he ain't one of them but a pair of legs and titties. Yeah. In the pink dress. That's exactly what the fuck she shaped like. And, I, and, they, and everybody in Memphis gonna see this shit, because I'm gonna make sure they do. When they see this shit, this is exactly what the fuck she is shaped like. Goddamn, if if I fuck, if I pull up a picture of her now, goddamn, you gonna be like, goddamn. That's exactly what the fuck she is shaped That's exactly what the fuck she is shaped like. Won't talk about I ain't fucking funny. Bitch, you funny shape, and you want to tell me. You don't want to have to cut the name and stuff out on this shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> cut them out if you want to. I don't give a damn. You can keep names on it, but think about it. But think about it. Well, I just don't have a release for them, so I can't be like, like shitting on them on you're YouTube. Right, you're right. You're right. But think about it. For you, for you to it's say, all right. We've been smoking, man. It's cool. But think about it. For you to say you are not funny, but yet you go on stage shaped like this yeah. every time you go on stage and talk about roses. Yeah. And we and we ain't talking about just no no love and dope. No, we talking about the sex to a rose. We don't want to hear about your rose. We don't want to hear about your butterfly wing pussy. <laughs> She gonna tell us her lips are shaped like butterfly wings. Wait a minute, we we didn't oh need to God. know that. That is disturbing, ma'am. That is disturbing. I. So, she won't tell me I ain't funny. She won't tell me I ain't well, funny. I can just say, man, I've seen a couple of your sets. You're funny, motherfucker. Man, thank you, dude. Like you. you're a funny motherfucker every single time I've been up there and seen you, and also you're a very supportive motherfucker. Thank you. So. You're an asset to the Tulsa comedy scene, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. I really do. And appreciate fuck anybody that. in Memphis that feels otherwise about Juju Rashad. Honestly, this it, dude is a fucking motherfucker. Anyone, if honestly, at this point, if anybody in Memphis feel like they're against me, they can kiss my whole ass backwards. Yeah. And I'm willing to go about this shit because it's the way I feel about people in my life, man. Like anybody that wants to say that I'm not a funny motherfucker or I shouldn't be on the stage or doing what I'm doing right now or have my own podcast or anything like that, go fuck yourselves. Try to do one better. I'm like, bro, I got more opportunities out here than y'all yeah. ever gave me in Memphis. Now I'm blowing up off the shit, and y'all don't like the shit. Bro, real talk. I've been everything full bore into comedy this year. I've, you know, it took a year last year to prep mm. this whole shit, build this shit. It's taken a lot to get this stuff going. Yeah. And then I did one set with Katie Styles opened, uh, did an open mic last year, like in October or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was my only set I'd done in like 15 years, just to get the jitters out and see if I could still ha- do it. Mm-hmm. My first set in January was Roscoe Open. That was when I, when I went to the colony and I met you, met Lynn, and all that stuff. Right. That was my first set, like really trying this shit. And then I was like, hey, I'm launching a podcast soon. And we changed the concept of all this. So like, all that's happened in January. 
and now a month later. So now it's just like everybody's trying to go ahead and hop on board real quick. See, that's why it's just a little yeah. bit of change of scenery couldn't just be like, In okay, a month, exactly I have 14 bookings on this show, and as of yesterday, Jesus. I had my first paid gig as hey. a stand-up comedian. Hey. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get, go ahead and get the uh, Nick's paid gig. Michael did pay me for that gig I did at Deco, but I need another one. I'm just saying dreams can come true if you put in the work. Yes. That's all you have to do. And you have a and supportive community like Tulsa does. And shout out to Oscar P for giving me the advice that I needed, that, that I needed to hear as a young comic. Yeah. Because now I'm starting to grow into my third shout year. Shout out to Oscar. I don't know I don't know you. I'd like to meet you. You sound like a cool he's, guy. He's funny as hell. He has his own spot, Slice of Soul, down on Madison in Memphis. So if, you, if you're if down there on Thursdays in Memphis, you know, check out Slice of Soul. Check out uh, Oscar P. One Frank. thing I want to do, uh, I actually do have a, uh, a vengeance plot in Memphis that I do want to get off my chest. Okay. I do want to go down there in May. I want to take about maybe four or five comics here and do like a Tulsa versus Memphis, you know, first 48 type show. Bro. You know, as you like call it. First 48. <laughs> yeah, if you want me to, I mean, I'd love like, to go. I'd do anything, man. It's wanna... just like, bro, I just got to. It's just like, yeah. hey, y'all sleeping on the scene down here. God been sleeping on me. We ain't finna do this shit. Well, and also Everybody with like, on the, map. The, the shows like Reservation Dogs coming in here and being from Tulsa, made in Tulsa from people. Mm. Uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone is making it in the pop culture. Uh, yes. Uh, we talked on another podcast, uh, Watchmen on HBO brought black the the black yes. the, uh, Wall Street stuff to light, and a lot of people didn't even know about in this area. Yes, that's what I said. Uh, like, Tulsa is slowly becoming on the map. That's what I said. It's becoming more mainstream, people knowing and recognizing it's not just a fucking cowboy town. Yeah, or First 48 town. Yeah. It's just like, because everybody be like, Tulsa and First 48, first of all, that is only in North. <laughs> I have been here for almost a year now. Yeah. It is not bad. No. Like, not compared to what Memphis was. <laughs> like, at least in Memphis. Bro, I've been in Louisiana some parts, dude. It gets fucking bro. dark down. There. Memphis, looking. you gotta watch your back no matter where the fuck you stay at. Down uh, here, uh, Huntsville, I, Alabama. Oh bro. my god, dude, Alabama, man. There's some scary motherfuckers down there in Alabama. Bro. Think of it because everybody in Memphis got a gun. You don't know who the fuck crazy who gonna shoot you or what. <laughs> the it's first time like, I went to Alabama, I was on a road trip. Uh, not a road trip, but uh, I don't stop we, in Alabama. We were in a family vacation, and uh, my sister was like 16 at the time. I was like 12 or something like that. And we stopped at this gas station in Huntsville, Alabama. And I'll never forget it. There was a pimp outside of the gas station, and he was trying to like he was talking to my sister, like, "Hey, girl, hey, girl, you could make some money. You want to make some extra money?" And she's like, "Money? How?" And she's just a dumb country girl from Oklahoma. She's oh, like, God. "What do you mean, honey? How and stuff, huh?" And my dad's like, "Get in the fucking truck." <laughs> he just turns around. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I was in there because, yeah. like, also in the south, I'm sure you know, like. Some of the best foods in convenience stores or gas stations, like there's like the, the restaurants hooked up to them, and there's like some of the best wings and stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. me and my mom were in the convenience store getting wings and shit like that, and then he's like, "Get in the fucking truck!" And we're like, "We're hungry." <laughs> no, because I'm fucking Let's fat. I was like, "Man, I'm hungry." <laughs> Just take food anyway and walk out. And this dude said, "I can make five bucks out here." <laughs> no, no, not five. Oh yeah. god, yeah, he gonna lowball. Hey, fellow hipsters and people that have culture or something, I'm Jared Ralphie Allen, host of Unloading Meat, and we need sponsors for the show. If you identify with this fucked up hat I'm wearing, these shitty tattoos, or any other cultural references that are behind me, reach out to your favorite sponsors and tell them to sponsor the show Unloading Meat. Now, back to acting like I wasn't impressed by anything. I wish this podcast could be on vinyl. So we have a segment on the show. I don't know if you've heard of it. But it's called Preheat. What the fuck is Preheat? Are we, are we smoking? Oh, it's hot. 
What the fuck? So on the preheat, um, as you can see, I'm a fat individual. I grew up, I grew up rather husky, rather fluffy. <laughs> and uh, when you ha- come with that territory, you get a lot of ridicule and you know fat jokes stuff like that. So my way of dealing with that was to make up those fat jokes first. You know, trying to steal the thunder out of people, like you know, come up with yeah, the best fat, fat jokes and you know stuff like that. That's how I kind of got my stand up stuff going. Is like you know, the, mm. you know, think of the burns before they happen. So that's what the preheat's about. So it's kind of like a roast segment, but the catch is, I know putting this shit out there on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, by the way. <laughs> that was an ad read, just so you know. Um, that I'm going to get some ridicule in the comments. People on the internet are fucking trolls. However, for the preheat segment, I'll read your d- dirty, disgusting, sleazy comments about my fat ass. Jesus Christ, on the bike. You can send them to Unloading Meat. At gmail.com, subject preheat. <laughs> but here's the catch. For me to read them on the air, you have to include a photo of yourself so that I can retort live on the air. So I'll recognize your troll comments if they're good. You have those good burns. I'll put them on the show. But you got to allow me to retort. I think that's fair. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. That is very fair. So until we get these out, I don't have any viewer mail yet. Um, Hopefully, by the time this is out, we have some more, and I can put them interjecting. But until then, I wanted to at least announce it and you know, kind of, kind of get introduce the segment a little bit. Okay. So, uh, in the spirit of good natured fun and roasting, do you have anything for me myself? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when if you wanted to roast Jared Ralphie Allen? You built like your mom and dad is brothers. I don't even know how to take that, but I somehow agree. <laughs> oh, shit. So can I ask you, uh, when's Rush Hour 4 coming out? <laughs> At the same time, next season, Family Guy's out. <laughs> <laughs> Not the <to> laugh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I loved you and Dave, bro. Damn, Dave? Oh, my God. Okay. You got to get that check. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm already too high for this shit. <laughs> you look like Special Olympics Mike Epps. Hey, when's the next episode of Jay and Silent Bob coming out? I don't know. I'm too fat for Silent Bob now, man. He lost all that weight. <laughs> maybe I should oh, go vegan. Maybe I should, go, maybe I should I go vegan. <laughs> it should help. It's I do possible. have more protein di- in my diet now that I'm gay or bi. Oh, God. <laughs> It's a lot of kids in that throat. <laughs> the whole daycare center. <laughs> Call the throats are us. It's not even toys, though. It's the throats are us. <laughs> this man shits out children, literally. <laughs> that was good. I got to shake your hand on that. That has been a great preheat segment. Thank you so much, Juju Rashad. Do you got any plugs to go out? What do you got? Where, where are you going to be at next? Uh, I don't have nothing coming up next as far as right now. I'll probably have something by the time I check my phone because okay. I don't check my messages like that. <laughs> but uh, right, if you want to know when my next show is, follow me on Facebook at Juju Rashad. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Juju Rashad Too High. Follow me on Instagram at Funny Man Juju Rashad. Uh, Snapchat, just text me if you want my Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> and you probably ain't going to get that because, yeah. What about Grinder? 
I'm not on Grindr. Oh. I'm on Tinder yeah. though. Well, used to be on Tinder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if my profile is still active. Well, I don't even have the same phone number, but I can scan for my email. To be continued. I don't know. I got I got to see my profile still active. I, I'll be shocked if it is because it ain't been active since 2018. So. Well, you got a woman now, right? Yeah. That's that was why. it. We've been together for four years now. Congrats, man. Well, four Congrats. years and a couple weeks, let me say that. Congrats. Yeah, so. So there's a reason she, he's not on those apps. He's, there's a good reason, guys. He's not on those apps. Find you a good woman, a good find, black woman. Find you a good black woman. That's the moral of today's story, guys. The more you know, black, 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 do, 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 do. black woman might be angry, but find you a good black woman that's gonna be angry for you. <laughs> and on that note, today's episode has been sponsored to you by Good Black Women. Good Black Women, not just Mrs. Mothersworth. <laughs> on that note, guys, this has been Unloading Meat. He's been Juju Rashad. I've been Jared Ralphie Allen. Have a good night. Or day. Oh, Fuck, day. I fucked that up. What time is it? I don't know. When we're filming this. Have a good have, have a, a good life. I don't yes. know. Don't, don't, don't kill yourself. Okay. We'll just cut it out. Be uh, blessed. Be blessed. Peace. I'm loading the meat. I'm loading the meat. I'm loading the meat. I'm loading the meat. I'm loading the meat.